This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. My family used to travel to Brazil every winter to visit my mom's side of the family. As a little kid, I used to love going to Brazil. However, things changed when Granddad died and Grandma moved from Sao Paulo back to her family house in the Amazonas to live with her sister Maria. To many, the Amazonas would be a very exciting place to be. But where Grandma moved to was a very small village literally in the middle of nowhere. Things were very different from what I was used to in Sao Paulo. I admit, I was a bit spoiled and was very critical to begin with, but I eventually got used to it and started to like the place. I enjoyed observing animals and insects in the rainforest and playing soccer with the local kids. However, after three Christmases in the Amazon, I stopped going there. And not necessarily because I wanted to, but rather because I felt like if I continued to go, something bad would happen to me. One morning, I woke up in the rays of sunshine, feeling heavier than usual, and my back being extremely uncomfortable. When I opened my eyes, I noticed that I was not in my grandma's house. I was in the jungle. I quickly stood up, terrified. I screamed my family's names and began to cry. I felt so lost and confused that I did not know what to do. But once my tears stopped, I realized I knew the place. I wasn't that far from my grandma's house, so I tried to follow the way I thought I knew, until luckily, I did get to the town and then get to my grandma's house. Once at home, I knocked on the door as hard as I could. I must have scared my family by knocking that way because Grandma sounded afraid when asking who it was. When she opened the door and saw it was me, she was shocked. What are you doing outside at this time? She asked me. It was only just past six in the morning. I hugged her and began to cry. Then Mom came from our room and she was confused as well. In between tears, I said I woken up in the jungle. They didn't believe me at first, but when they saw how dirty my feet and pajamas were, they started to. They were appalled. Mom ran to me and asked me if I was hurt and what had happened. I said I did not know and that I had simply woken up there. Mom then took me to the room to check if I was fine. In all honesty, aside from being mucky and confused, I was okay. So in the end, we didn't end up going to the doctor or the police because I was fine. As for why I ended up in the jungle instead of at grandma's is because I was sleepwalking. And I hadn't done that since I was six. But in the past, I've done similar things such as leaving my room 
but never anything so dangerously impressive. That day was Christmas Day in Brazil, so we just left everything at that and hoped to be more careful at night. Unfortunately, things didn't turn out as planned. That day we had people coming over to visit Grandma. Taya Maria, Mom, and I. We had Grandma's and Maria's nephew Carlos with his wife and twin daughters and a couple of Grandmother's neighbors. We had a lovely meal that night and it was overall a very good evening. Although my Portuguese was not perfect, the two girls and I got along very well so we begged Carlos and his wife to let the girls sleep at home. Carlos and his wife agreed that they'd stay. Mom would sleep with Grandma in her room. Maria would stay in hers. My cousins and I would sleep in the room where Mom and I were staying, and Carlos and his wife would sleep on a mattress in the living room. After playing and chatting with the girls, I fell asleep about one in the morning. Unfortunately for me, I would wake up feeling uncomfortable and sweaty. When I opened my eyes, the same scenery as the previous morning was before me. I didn't cry this time. I simply stood up and looked around. I knew I wasn't as close to town as yesterday, but I tried not to panic and followed the way I normally follow. And luckily for me, I managed to find my way again. I was still feeling incredibly bad because I did not understand why this was happening, and I knew if this continued to happen, I would keep going further until I couldn't find my way home. When I did get home, my mom and Carlos were about to leave the house looking very upset. When they saw me, they were relieved. They asked if I was alright, and mom checked that I was not hurt and asked me questions in private. Once again, I was absolutely fine, aside from being confused, so there was no need to go anywhere. However, everyone at home was impressed, because they could not understand how I could leave the house without anybody noticing. I didn't exit the house through the door as mom suspected the day before, otherwise Carlos and his wife would have noticed, so I must have exited through the bedroom window. It was the only way. However, it was odd that I didn't wake up the girls, as all of us were sleeping in the same bed. Now that night, Mom and I slept together in the room, just like the first night I sleepwalked. Mom went to the room at the same time. She did it to make sure everything would be okay. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Despite Mom being in the same room with me, I still managed to get out of the house. Well, that's what everybody thought. However, that night I saw something. Something that proves that I was not walking away from home. But instead, someone was dragging me out of my bed and house each night. I didn't feel anything when it happened. I didn't hear a thing. But at some point, I felt the humidity on my neck and felt uncomfortable. So I opened my eyes. And this is when I saw the back of the person. The person's back was bare and dirty. Their skin was very strange and had a purple-like pigmentation. They also had very long matted black hair covered in leaves and dirt. 
I was very scared to begin with. I just thought it was a creep. I pretended to be asleep for a few more minutes until the person who was dragging me just left me there and walked away. Now as they were leaving, I carefully opened my eyes to take a look. And this is when I saw the person's full body and noticed that they did not act nor move as a regular human. They walked by creeping their legs near the ground, almost how toddlers walk when they try to be funny. But the way this thing walked did not look funny or adorable. It didn't even look like a sick person. It just looked very odd. I also noticed that their arms and back looked purple, but their legs looked black and furry. And this is when it hit me. This couldn't be a person. I wanted to see more, but it was difficult because it was so dark out. When I saw the thing leaving, I stayed there for a few minutes, but then I decided to make a move and run. As I was running, I noticed how lost I was this time. I was even more deeper in the jungle than the other days, not to mention the sun wasn't up yet, so I could barely see, and the fear of the beast coming back was so extreme. I knew trying to find the way home was pointless, screaming for help even more so. I decided to quietly try to find somewhere to hide. Now fortunately for me, after some minutes, I managed to find a hole between the roots of a tree, so I sat in it and waited for time to pass. Even if I tried very hard not to, I managed to fall asleep. When I finally woke up, it was already morning, and I could hear voices screaming my name. At first, I did not move because I heard male voices that I did not recognize. Then I heard a familiar voice, my mother's. I then got out of the hole and started to scream for help. In less than two minutes, a strange man followed by my mom appeared. Mom had woken up to check on me and didn't see me. She then asked some locals for help to find me quickly. Mom said she didn't understand how I managed to leave since the doors were locked and the window was closed. I said to her, Mom, I didn't get out. Somebody dragged me into the woods. It was a beast or a ghost. Now my mom tried to make me feel better as always, but... I was crying and I could tell she didn't believe me. While my mother carried me back home, I noticed the face of some of the locals was a face of worry. But I didn't say anything. That afternoon, my mother and I were traveling to Sao Paulo to take a flight home. Mom and Grandma were not extremely worried about me wandering into the jungle. However... Aunt Maria did ask me what I had seen. When I told her, she said next time I come back, I should always put salt and a flower of Handroanthus albus under my pillow for the monster not to get me. She did say a name, but I couldn't hear it very well. When I was going to ask her what she meant, Mom came saying it was time to go. When I said goodbye, Tia Maria grabbed my arm firmly and told me not to forget what I needed to do next time. 
I couldn't stop thinking about what I saw in the jungle and what my Aunt Maria had told me. I kept telling my mom what I saw, but she didn't believe me. You're fine and healthy, dear. It's just sleepwalking, she said, but I knew it wasn't. We came back to the U.S. and I kept having flashbacks of the monster. I would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night having nightmares, although I eventually stopped thinking about it and worrying. I was still terrified to go back to the Amazon. So next Christmas, I told Dad that I wanted to spend that Christmas with him and his new wife. My parents were on board with it. And so the next year, I wanted to get out from the trip to Brazil too. So I said to my mom, I wanted to spend Christmas with my dad, his wife, and my baby brother. I kept doing the same for about three more years. I did see my grandma when she came to the U.S. to visit once or twice a year. Unfortunately, I did not get to see Aunt Maria for ages. She wasn't a big fan of flying. My mom stopped pushing me to travel with her eventually. The next time I got to travel to Brazil, I was 18. I went there because I was traveling to the coast part of Brazil with some friends for a few weeks, and then I felt the right thing was to visit Grandma and Aunt Maria, whom I hadn't seen in ages. Now being 18, I wasn't convinced the monster existed anymore, as the memories seemed to have faded. So there was no fear on my part, just pure excitement. After spending two weeks visiting the coastline of Brazil, I then went to visit my grandma and Tia Maria. When I was in the car getting close to their house, I was looking through the window when suddenly I saw something standing by some trees in the distance. It was so quick for me to even notice what the person looked like. I just thought it was very odd to have someone standing there looking at the road. For some reason, after seeing that, I suddenly felt uneasy as memories from the last time I visited Grandma and Maria began to flash in my mind. And the next thing I knew, I had arrived at their house. So I tried to act normal and say hi to both of them. Carlos, his wife, and his now grown-up twin girls whom I had gotten along with during my last visit, and a couple of neighbors. My welcome back was very warm, full of Brazilian food and music. My Portuguese had gotten much better despite not traveling to Brazil in nine years, so this time I could communicate very well with other people. When about 8 p.m., when everybody was leaving Grandma's house, the twins, Sylvia and Juliana, insisted I should come with them to a local bar in their town. I accepted, and because we would be there until late, I stayed at the twins' house. While with the twins, everything was normal until the next day when Carlos drove me back to Grandma's house. We were in the car, and I was using my phone. But then I had the urge to look through the window when I saw a person standing on the side of the road. Unfortunately, I couldn't see them very well as the car was moving fast and was a bit far away. All I could see was the face and the neck of someone who was most likely standing in some plants. 
but their body was being covered by plants, so I couldn't see any better. Although seeing the person was a blur, there was something so creepy about their face. It seemed to have a strange coloring, not something I'd seen before. I attributed it to the light, but I wasn't sure. This road was a different road to the one yesterday, where I also saw someone standing in the plants. I mean, what were the odds? And once again, memories from my childhood began running through my mind, and I was reminded of the night where I saw the creature taking me into the woods. When I got home, I tried to brush things off and decide to hang out with Grandma and Maria. We were eating, and I decided to ask Grandma some questions about how safe she felt living there, and if they ever saw or heard something strange or freaky while growing up and now living back in the Amazon. Grandma answered no, but Maria was quiet and just gave me a look from time to time. Once we finished lunch and Grandma went for a nap, I went to Maria's room to talk to her. I asked her if she remembered when I was a kid and I used to wake up in the jungle. Maria then said, Yes, it's Tunki, the one who does that. Tunki? I asked. Maria then told me the story. She said Tunki is an evil spirit that haunts the jungle and scares people off. There's different stories about the origin, but one thing's for sure. Tunki is said to haunt either those who have disrespected the rainforest or those who have paid attention to his whistle. Maria reminded me of what she said years ago to try to scare Tunki off by putting some things under my pillow. I was hesitant to do so at first because I still wasn't sure about the story but decided to listen to Maria and put the flour and salt under my pillow. And I must say, it worked. The first night I spent at Grandma's house, I had nothing bothering me. I woke up exactly where I went to sleep, and I was happy. The second and third night, nothing happened either, and I told Maria about it. She was extremely thrilled. I was confident I was safe, until one day... I decided to go out with some locals I used to talk to as a child, and my twin cousins. We went to another village where there was a party. Everything was okay until at some point of the night, I decided to go off the premises for a smoke, when I heard my name being called. The voice was so similar to one of the twins' voices, and it appeared to be in distress. So, of course, I followed the voice and with every step, I was further from the party. Fortunately, I was still within walking distance. But eventually, the voice stopped, so I stopped moving. As I did, I noticed some plants in front of me moving, as if there were an animal in them. I tried to step back when I finally saw it. The creature I saw many years ago as a child. Tunchi. He looked just like before, but his face, which I couldn't see many years ago, was purple and wrinkly with vindictive eyes. Let me go, please. 
I said as I kept stepping back, but Tunky slowly walked towards me as he whistled then looked at me with his macabre face. I decided to turn around and run as fast as I could as I screamed for help. I didn't even look back as I ran. I just hoped that I could escape. As I heard the loud music from the club, I felt confident I would make it. And this is when something suddenly grabbed my hair, making me fall. As I was on the ground, I looked up and saw this creature's face, with dribble coming out of his mouth, as if he were going to devour me. I screamed as I tried to get up, but Tunki tried to hold me back. He wanted to drag me to the jungle once again, and this time, possibly kill me there. So I screamed at the top of my lungs again as I kept kicking so that Tunki would let go of my feet. And this is when, all of a sudden, he did let go. Now, immediately after that, the twins and their friends appeared. They asked if I was okay, but I couldn't even answer. After that scare, the twins and I went back to Grandma's house. Tunki did not appear that night. The next day I was afraid of leaving the house until I told Maria about the night before, and she told me to always carry a little bag with the same ingredients I put under my pillow while I'm in Brazil. And, well, as ridiculous as it sounds, it did work. For the next five days of my stay, I did not hear or see anything strange. Now, I've been to Brazil every two or three years since that, and I've never seen Tunki again. But I always carry what Maria had told me to, and I'm never alone while in what's considered the countryside. This creature, well, it's not gone, but I'm confident that he won't come for me as long as I always carry what I've been told to. I try remembering what I did as a kid for Tunki to haunt me, but I can't quite guess what. As a child, I know I wasn't careful, and more than once I did throw garbage in the rainforest. Another time, I accidentally stepped on a frog, killing it. I just don't know if this could have triggered this creature. So please, if you visit the rainforest or somewhere with a mystical past, so please, if you visit the Amazon, be careful. Respect the place and listen to the locals. They know more about the dangers that may surround you than you could possibly imagine. <laughs>